Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. This is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. Wednesday morning means the former governor and mayor, Pat McCrory, in the house. Uh, well prepared as always. <laughs> Been preparing for this uh, show for a week. Uh-huh. This one hour that I put so Wait. much emphasis on in my life. Wait a minute. You didn't say it right. Your preparation for this show is weak. <laughs> one day he'll tell a story, and some will say it was just a fairy tale. Everything he said is true. <laughs> People who know, know. Wait a minute. You show? said people that know, know. I don't know. I know. <laughs> We're here in Charlotte with the mayor, the Honorable Pat McCrory. I mean, he's been club champ for three years running, and I'm... Time to play the game! No slouch myself. How dare you! Your points are more than valid. 14 years as Charlotte mayor. Governor of the Tar Heel State, Pat McCrory. Me now, North Carolina Governor, Pat McCrory. Governor, thank you so much for being here. Speaking so with us now with North Carolina Governor, Pat McCrory. Four years as NC Governor. This is quite an honor for me today. I'm overwhelmed, and I'm honored to be on the main street of our beautiful capital city. The Boy Scouts in the audience, and they may be getting scared. We served together when I was governor of Indiana, and uh, he did a great job. Pat McCrory. I honestly, uh, Bo, I don't, I don't know how good he is on radio. You'll have to tell him that I said that. <laughs> okay, just please for a minute. I haven't felt this bad since the late seventies. The only time I felt worse is when I had to carry you on my back every day. <laughs> I gotta go. I really, I really had the time breathing. That's the marquee step. He brought it home. <laughs> hey, good. Do you do anything anymore? <laughs> He's back in studio. Uh, Howard finished tearing down the house next to me. Oh, your buddy? Yeah, he's gone. I'll never see him again. Well, no, no, I have to correct you. He's never gone now. Hey, Gov, do you do anything anymore? (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite lines of all time. Do you do anything anymore? (laughs) I think if everyone asked themselves that question every day, they would start doing something. Live a better life. Do something every day, Pat. Hey, Bo, do you do anything anymore? Hey, Gov, do you do anything anymore? Are you feeling better today? Because last week uh, you were not in studio because of COVID. I had COVID last week. I probably got it in New York two weeks ago. But I'm feeling great. I'm feeling really good. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to be here. A lot going on. I was in, while having COVID in bed, I listened to your radio show at night uh, doing the congressional debate. I was sitting there in bed just in terrible shape. I I was pretty weak from COVID and uh, just sleepy and tired. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I got to cut on my phone here, and I pulled up the internet on wbt.com, and and I uh, listened to your uh, debate. Y'all did an outstanding job, along with the whole team of WBT. Well, thank you. What did you think <clears throat> of the uh, participants? Well, the good news is, unlike uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden and Ted Budd and many others who avoid debates. Uh, I commend these people for participating in the debate. They showed up. They showed up. The bad news is they didn't say anything. Ah, they told us what the problem is. They told us what everyone wanted to hear. But they didn't tell us their solution, and their solution has to include, if you're running for the House of Representatives, how to get enough votes for a bill to pass, not only the House, but the Senate, and get it signed by the President. 
They all brought up things they would vote for, but they didn't bring up things that would pass. And isn't that the reason to go to Congress? Is to get things changed, like the border right now is in a horrible position, has been for decades, but it's the worst it's ever been. So what do you have to do in Congress? you got to get a bill that will pass the House, the Senate, and will be signed by the President of the United States. You see, that's part of our Constitution, just to remind all of you who were in that debate. It's not just you raising hell and telling us what the problem is. Oh, my God, we got to do something, and I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to stand for you. I'm going to fight against illegal immigration. No. What bill will you get passed, and what will your persuasion be to get the sufficient number of votes? You see, that's how it works in Congress. And every candidate, many who I like, by the way, have been friends, stated the problem, stated their solution. We need to we need to stop the border. We need to do whatever, which we all agree with. But you've got to get the votes. And as we see in Congress right now, no one has the votes. And when the people who work to get the votes done then present the bill, everyone goes, no, that's not exactly what we want. Therefore, I'm voting against it. Therefore, you've done nothing. And doing nothing is doing something. Let me repeat that. Doing nothing is doing something. And that something is an uncontrolled border right now. But they're so proud of themselves in Washington right now. I fought against this bill. Okay, you fought against that bill. What bill did you write to get sufficient votes? Because you have a three-vote majority in Congress, in the House of Representatives. You're in the minority in the Senate, and you're in the, you don't control the White House between now and January. In other words, there is a math in the Constitution. Basic math. So every one of the congressional candidates said what the audience wanted to hear. I'm going to fight for you. I'm not going to compromise. I want to... I'm, 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 but their goal in Congress, you got to have the leadership to get the votes, as opposed to leadership to stand on the Capitol steps and yell and scream, which accomplished nothing. What do you think of this narrative that, that, that they aren't accomplishing anything on the border <clears throat> because they want to continue using it as a campaign issue, both Democrats and Republicans? Well, this is what's happening. You know, see, I've played the game. I've been played by the game. I'm here to expose the game. The game is this. The Democrats are losing terribly in the polls on immigration. I don't know why. I never understood why Democrats don't want to control the border and enforce the law. I still don't understand it to this day. So it's backfiring on them. Finally, the American people are looking at the TV set and going, this is out of control. And the Democratic mayors are saying, this is out of control. So finally, they're caving in. They're caving in. Even though they, they control the Senate and the White House and only have a three-vote minority, they're caving in. And therefore, the most conservative U.S. senator said, okay, let's draft a bill. This guy's more conservative than Jesse Helms was. So he writes a bill getting 80% of what the Republicans have been asking for because the Democrats want to win their elections, too. 
They write the bill. It's presented. They go, ah, he's a Mitt Romney. We can't sign this bill. And therefore, nothing will be done. Nothing will be done. Congratulations to all Republicans and Democrats. You're getting nothing done while the border is out of control. And yes, many of these people are coming into North Carolina. Yes, they're going to New York and Chicago and Phoenix and Seattle and Portland and San Francisco. And it's going to be a danger to all of us. And they're accomplishing nothing because their goal is to win the primary in a safe district and then they walk into the general election because of the gerrymandered districts in both the Republican and Democratic Party. Congratulations. You fought for us. All right, coming up, uh, among the things I want to ask you about, uh, we got to talk about Ronald McDaniel, too. we got to talk about uh, the... The RNC chairmanship, and uh, not you only might not want to hear what I'm saying. No, I, I, I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, <laughs> I've been wondering about this all morning. That was one of the best Grammy performances in the history of the Grammy Awards. I saw I saw Tracy Chapman in the late '90s. You did in San Francisco. I was at a mayor's conference, and she was the guest singer. Wow! In front of all the mayors, and she came out with her guitar and sang this song. And then Willie Mays came out and said hello to everyone. Wow. That was pretty cool. I don't know what year it was in, but it was a long time ago. Long before you were born. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I remember after she sang that song, I went and bought her album. Yeah. Well, this song, this song is back at number one, or was for a, a day or two, back at number one on iTunes because of so much interest from the, the Luke Combs duet the other night, which I thought was, I never really liked the song without her. And but, Luke is from North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, he's a great artist, but that's one of those songs to me that it's kind of like I can only hear that uh, with Tracy Chapman. Mm-hmm. But now that they've done it together, that sort of... Oh, uh, he's got a great voice. And the way he didn't try to change it, right? but it was still his own. I I, I like him. And I thought it was he showed deference yes. to her. That was my favorite part, the way that he looked at yeah. her. The yeah. way that he looked at her. And her smile. Yes. Uh, it was very... I've watched it probably... I was on a plane yesterday and uh, coming back and I watched it 20 times on my... TikTok or not TikTok? I don't get TikTok. Instagram probably. No, I don't get that either. MySpace, Twitter, Twitter X, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to do all that stuff, but it was on Twitter the whole thing. That's cool. I listen to YouTube music all the time too. The I love live versions of music. Yeah, you've introduced me to different live versions yeah. of songs. Yeah, you're very good at that. Thank you. Thank you. Did you uh, so uh, just for a second talk about the Grammys? So Luke Luke Combs <sighs> basically got Tracy Chapman to perform for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Billy Joel. He performed at the end of the broadcast, and yeah. it was because he's written this new song because a fan, you know, basically hounded him yeah. for several years. You know, that was kind of an understatement, though. It was kind of at the end of the show, and no one was paying attention. I'm a big Billy Joel fan. I've oh, seen him too. in concert probably eight times. I saw him in 19. 19- 75 at the Greensboro Coliseum back up to the Beach Boys. So are you are you digging the new song? Somehow See Beth and I love it. 
I haven't heard it enough. It's a nice song. I'm a big... His Piano Man album is my favorite album in my top five albums of yeah, all time. of course. So, uh, but when they, said like that, when they said it was going to happen, I was skeptical and I worried that it was not going to live up to what I wanted it to be. And I, 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 it did for me. It was good. The problem with the Beatles and Stones and uh, Billy Joel come out with this, all these new songs, the older people like me don't buy records anymore. <laughs> so they don't sell a lot. Oh, you come on this show and I play it for you. Yeah, like I like the new Beatles song too. I love it. I yeah. downloaded it. And yet it didn't, wasn't a huge hit. And I thought it was a great song. Great John Lennon song. I downloaded this one too, the Billy Joel song. I'm one of those old folks who does. I, I, I download still. We all are in this room. Even Bernie. We've rubbed off on him. Mm-hmm. Bernie. I know Bernie's taking David uh, from Asheville's place today. It's David. Uh, did the immigration police finally get him? <laughs> he crossed the border from Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, we mentioned Ronna McDaniel, and uh, yeah, Ronna. It's all now. The latest word is that Ronna McDaniel is going to step down uh, after you Super think? Tuesday. Yeah, she's she's out of here. But now the timing on it looks like it's going to be after Super Tuesday. The minute they moved Michael, Michael Watley over to her office as chief legal counsel, while also staying keeping the job here in North Carolina, her days were numbered. And I hope she didn't believe Michael when he said, I'm just here to help. Because, no, he was there to take her job. Believe me. I know the game. I play the game. I'm here to expose the game. Michael Watley went up to take her job on behalf of Donald Trump. Because Michael Watley and Donald Trump, Michael, I've known him for years. He used to work for Elizabeth Dole, who would now be kicked out of her party, by the way. She would be considered probably too liberal, Elizabeth Dole, along with now Tom Tillis who was the most conservative member of the House of Representatives in the state of North Carolina ever, and yet he doesn't meet the criteria anymore, according to your congressional debate. It's just amazing. But Michael uh, Michael will do what Michael needs to do, my experience with him. That might, might be all I say. He loves to go to Mar Largo and, and worship the stars and see the people and – so if uh, if uh, former President Trump says jump, Michael will say how high, and 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 the president, former president, likes that type of person around him. Doesn't like people who object, and so he'll have his guy. And as soon as he gets in, um, it won't be Michael running the Republican Party. It'll be the Trump machinery out of Mar Largo running the party, which that's okay if he's. You know, winning that the president usually has control of the party, and that's how the thing, the the game works. So Rona was trying trying to meet, trying to do her job because the party is supposed to be neutral in all elections. Michaels wasn't good at this in North Carolina either. He the party was never neutral in party elections. They're supposed to be according to party rules, and Rona was having a problem when she got a call from Donald and said, "Hey." I want you to go in and declare me the victor after New Hampshire, and she refused to do it. She at first did it, but then she backed off because the other candidates were going, you can't do that. That's against party platform. She said, you're right. You're right. I've got to follow the rules of the Republican Party. And then Trump didn't like that. And so she tried to have it both ways, and you can't do that. She tried to actually follow the rules of the party structure. 
Michael attempted that in North Carolina, and then he catered to the same pressures. And, and uh, I saw an example of where Michael in North Carolina broke every party rule in the book in certain elections. But that's all I'll say. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. You know what we do on Wednesdays. We have the governor, former mayor, Pat McCrory, in the house. Lots to talk. Oops, I just lost the music. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> That's my fault. Here we go. And scene. Well, we lost Boy, your music. Boy, that kind of just went dead, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean for that to happen. That was totally Jeez. my fault. That was me. Sorry, Bo. Was it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was me. Uh, he, <laughs> I think someone got I'll a hold take the, of David's. I'll take the blame. I think <laughs> someone got a hold of David's supply in the corner I'll there. take the blame here. Well, here we go again. Now, just <laughs> back to where we were. All right, News Talk. Like, I've heard this before. <laughs> yeah. WBT, the governor who joins us on Wednesdays. Got some stuff coming up on the schedule to talk about here as far as the Charlotte City government goes. Charlotte City Council meeting. In just a few days, and uh, on the docket. Actually, it was Next. on. I think it was on the docket last week. Oh, I thought you were talking about what's coming up on Monday. No, I, I got this note. I got a note from a website called Roof Above. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm looking. I don't at. know, dear Roof Above family. Tonight, our city council will hear a recommendation for the Housing Safety and Community Committee to restore criminal penalties for six ordinances largely in response to a call to improve quality of life issues. Really, to improve safety <laughs> should have been... Okay, so we're on the same, we're on the same yeah, subject here, but, yeah. but coming up on Monday, February 12th, they're going to vote on these ordinances. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I was getting at. So it says these ordinances, things like public urination, yep. open container, and sleeping prone on a park bench are already on the books... Right now, people can be fined for these ordinances, but council will decide whether to restore the ability of police to arrest these people. My question, which I want to ask the WBT reporters to follow through on, excuse me, some of the smoke over here from David's (laughs) supply is coming this way, and it's really having an impact on me. T-D-B-T. So my question is this. When <laughs> when did the city council decide in the past to vote not to allow the police to arrest people for public... Tinkling. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or for open containers. Or for sleeping on benches. Because when I was mayor for 14 years... I made sure we enforced it. We didn't allow people to sleep on the sidewalks. We didn't allow people to sleep on the park benches. We didn't allow people to just take a whiz in the corner of a building. (laughs) Or poop. Or that. And that's happening, too. That's what you see in San Francisco. That's what you see in Portland. And that's what you see in Charlotte. So my question is, I know it didn't happen before 2009. So my question to the city council and mayor, when did they vote on telling the police not to arrest people? 
Because since then, the place has gone to hell in a handbag. Not the police, the city. And it's, I believe, in the Giuliani rule before he started drinking heavily himself. And that is, you take care of the little stuff and you don't have the big stuff happen. And I really did follow that rule as mayor. I'm a conservative. I'm the old-time conservative who believes in enforcing the law. I don't know if that's defined as a true conservative anymore, but I'm a true conservative who said if you take a whiz on the public street, you get arrested and you're thrown in jail. You're not given a parking ticket that you'll never pay or you whiz on after getting it. (laughs) I'm not going to let you sleep in the front of a business that's trying to keep its doors open and pay salaries. And that's apparently what we've been doing in Charlotte. So under what mayor did this happen? Mayor Fox, Mayor Cannon, Mayor Claude Felder, and the 30 other mayors that followed me. When did the liberals pass an ordinance telling the police not to enforce the laws on the book? And why didn't they do a press conference on it? And why don't they proudly declare this in their political brochures in our one-party system in Charlotte, North Carolina? Call WBT right now if you have the answer to that. When did they vote on this? And what mayor endorsed this decriminalization of taking whizzes on our public street? The only place that should be allowed is maybe on the golf course. All right. 943 on WBT. Oh, wait a minute. HR is at the window right now. They're, yeah. well, I mean, the deed they're is wanting to meet with me after uh, this could be my last. Yeah. This could be my last show. All right. Again. <laughs> I don't usually do this when you're uh, in here, but occasionally we'll head to the. Uh, I asked. Line. I asked for someone to call, and you flew the bat signal. I did the bat signal, and Pete Callender called up and said, "I got an answer for you." And it's quite a remarkable answer. The question is, City Council's discussing reinstating ordinances where you could actually arrest people and put them in jail. For public urination, or as I say, whizzing on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. uh, for sleeping, for open container laws. And I went, I know I didn't do this when I was mayor or on city council for 20 years. So when did this happen? And my gosh, Pete, Pete has the answer. Pete Callender, you're on WBT. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. I Well, you know me. I'm a giver. And so when oh. I heard... Uh, Pat asked the question, looking for somebody to offer up the answer. I can tell him it was not the Charlotte City Council that actually did this. It was the Republican-controlled state legislature, Senate Bill 300, took effect December 2021. And uh, they basically kicked down to the local jurisdictions, the cities and the counties. Uh, it gave them the uh, the decision-making authority whether to criminalize certain you know nuisance laws, certain local ordinances. It said if they want to make these things uh, criminal, they can do so. They also forbid certain criminal ordinances or certain types of ordinances like uh, 
certain development or uh, uh, ordinances or licensure and regulation stuff. You couldn't criminalize those, so they banned criminalization of that stuff. But they said all these other things, all these local ordinances, they become de facto civil uh, crimes, but you can criminalize them, but you have to do that. So they were doing a favor for one group of people in the state legislature, and they had to apply it to everything, probably. Seems like it. Yeah, and there was yeah like I know the game. I've, I've played the game. I've been played I've by the that. game. And so our Republican <laughs> legislature, all, so all these Republican legislators who are now running commercials for whatever office they're running about how we need to be tough on crime, they actually wrote a bill signed by Cooper, I assumed, which decriminalized things. But to let them off the hook, the city councils have had a chance to reinstate those laws, right, Pete? Well, that way they Correct. can blame they can blame whoever runs whatever city crime is bad in, right? Well, but also keep in mind also you've got um, the the demand by a lot of cities for local control, right? They've been making demands on Republicans in the in Raleigh uh, that Republicans are always usually historically about local control. Well, they they and used so to be. They, they, they actually, yeah, they've gone the opposite way in the last twenty years. Right. When they got control of the state government, then all of the arguments <laughs> seemed to flip where the, you know, the Democrats yeah. who were running the cities, they used to want, um, uh, the Democrats did not want local control. They wanted to be a mother may I state. Uh, but then when the legislature flipped, then the roles reversed. And so, yeah, you've got this, this was done in order to say, okay, you cities, you want more control over this stuff and what is and isn't criminal activity. You go right ahead and decide to do that. But, you know, counties and, and towns, that want to keep these things, criminal uh, uh, penalties attached, they can do so. Wow. Well, I hope the city reinstates those immediately, and they should have restated them a long time ago. Yeah. And the state legislature should have made this clear. But I guarantee you they were doing a favor for one group that was asking for decriminalization. It was probably nonviolent crimes, but it was probably costing them. And uh, in order to do that, they had to apply it to everything. Yeah, well, and remember, this was 2021, yeah. so this was shortly, you know, on the heels of the uh, the summer of mostly peaceful but sometimes fiery protests in the summer of love. Wow. Caller, wow. we, we appreciate You don't see it. this in any of the commercials that are being <laughs> run now, because a lot of state legislators are running for, like, Congress and everything, how they're going to be tough on crime, but they're not stating this in their commercials. Pete, it's been real. Pete? Yes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> By the way, Pete, I'm going to be on your so show, long. apparently, at 12 o'clock today, right? 12 something? I don't know. I have people that book those. Uh, oh, excuse those. me. I'm sorry. He's right next to me. I just want to warn you, he's been in David from Asheville stash all day, so he might not be in good shape. No, I was curious. I was curious. I heard you talking about Michael Watley, and so I would love to be able to uh, sort of pick your brain on that uh, on that, and uh, also get your take on the immigration. Because I'm old enough to remember when uh, you had put together the mayor's task force on immigration that took a first look at um, yeah. that assessing. And they used that costs. against me in a commercial for the Senate race. Right. Well, that's the game. That's the game. And I was more conservative on that issue than any legislator but who overrode my vetoes in, as governor. Hey, Pete. That's a whole nother story. Have you no. been played by the game? No. Okay. No, no he's never. When, well, when he was in Asheville, you know, he was hanging around some of the weird people in Asheville. Pete is the game, I think. I mean, that's uh, what they call me. Pete, I knew you and <laughs> Pete, Pete, I knew you in Asheville, and you kind of got compromised there a little bit. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't remember, obviously. No, I haven't gotten the photos or the extortion <laughs> letters. So, yeah, no, I don't. This is, uh, Pete, this is what we call Pat McCrory gamesmanship right, right now. Ah. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. All right. No, well, Pete uh, does a good job. We'll oh, hear, Pete is awesome. Stuff. Awesome call, Pete. Thank you so much for calling. And us. Pete, one other thing we can talk about is should uh, the state of North Carolina build a major league baseball? Ooh, that's a different kind of game. Give money. That's I a, like that Cooper game. Once, which I think is crazy game. too. Well, thanks for having me. First time caller, long time. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, you ought to get in the business. He has a great voice. Long time caller, first time listener. Right. I hope that's not true. We're the choice of Pete's, Bo. <laughs> All Pete's, even Calliners. All right, Governor and Pete Calliner and everybody, thank you. Talk to you next week. Thank you, big guy. All right. Beth Troutman. Hey, Beth. Yes. Don't go wizard around Charlotte. I, I can't. <laughs> it's hard to do as a lady. <laughs> Get back, Loretta. Get back, Loretta.